Welcome to the Choose Chat Podcast, where we share real conversations about real life. We are women on fire and passionate about Jesus and love sharing our stories of faith. We know God believes in you, and we believe in you. And our prayer is that our conversations will encourage you to see how God is at work in your life. So let's chat. Welcome to the Choose Chat Podcast, where we have real conversations about real life stories and the choices that we make. My name is Laura Pedersen, and with me is my dear friend, Jill Miller. Hey, guys. So excited to be here. Yeah, we are just so excited about kicking off this podcast today. It's a another avenue that we want to use within our ministry to just reach people for Christ. So thank you for listening in. Yes. Um, so we do have questions once in a while. What is this choose ministry thing? <laughs> yeah, what is this about? <laughs> so we thought we'd start out by just giving you a little background about choose and maybe to start out, Jill, you've been in ministry longer than I have. So why don't we hear a little bit about your story? Okay, well, wow, it's a long story, but a little Reader's Digest edition is I've been involved in music my whole life, grew up singing with my sisters, and joined my first band playing bass guitar in bars, and my mom and dad were there with me and singing, and my dream was to go to Nashville when I graduated and sing on the Grand Ole Opry. Nothing like big dreams, Jill. Nothing like big dreams, right? So nothing was, there was no other backup plan. Well, then my senior year, I met a boy, boy. fell in love, and he, his family had a family-owned business, so I wasn't going to move anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so my plans changed. I became a court reporter instead, and long, long um, story after that. But my husband left after 20 years, and all of a sudden, I am trying to re- do my life. And in the midst of that, I had read A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Love Warren. Love that book. It right. is so awesome. Oh, like years yeah. before my husband left. And I had heard this whisper that music wasn't only what I loved in my dream. It was also God's call in my life. But I was like, okay, God, that's really cool. And he was calling me to do more with it. And I'm like, but I can't because it just causes too many problems. Well, then I go through this divorce. I read A Purpose Driven Life again. And this time God was screaming. I mean, (laughs) screaming in my ears, Jill, I want you to do music and I want you to do it full time. When he's right, he's right. When he's right, he's right. Because I had been writing songs since high school and I had all these songs that I know he wanted the world to hear. Mm -hmm. So I ended up telling my husband, John, when we were engaged, that, hey, John, I feel this calling in my life. God wants me to do music. And two short months after John and I got married, which it was a second marriage for John as well. And he had two boys. I had two boys. He had two dogs. I had two dogs. And two months after we got married, I quit my real job to go into music full time. And I talk about a hard choice and a choice that's against the world because the world would say, what are you doing? I'm Mm -hmm. in my 40s. This is not the time to be entering music. But God doesn't care how old you are, does he? I know. He doesn't. He doesn't. And I said, yes. I made the decision to say yes. And John was so supportive. And it was a tough journey. And I took some rabbit trails and, you know, made some wrong choices along the way. Yes, we all do. Right. (laughs) But I kept at it and I've kept at it. But the hardest thing through all the years, was doing ministry by myself. I mean, it it was sucking the life out of my soul because I am an extrovert. Yeah, if anybody knows Jill, she needs to be around people and busy. And busy, (laughs) but especially with people. That's why I would get my life, my energy. So I was praying and praying, God, 
I love what I'm doing, but please bring me someone to walk alongside in this ministry. And then I met Laura on a plane. Voila. <laughs> yeah, right was. here in Sioux City. So who would have thought right here in Sioux City? We'd never knew of you, but we'd never yeah. really met. And we get my husband and I, Jeff, got on this plane out of Sioux City. He had a conference he was going to, and you were... I was heading to Nashville. I was going to sing at the Franklin Theater, which is beautiful, do a Christmas show. And I was flying out without my guitar. It was going to be easy peasy. I could just bring a carry-on bag. And well, when I got on the plane, Jeff recognized me just yep. from my singing and stuff. He said, are you Joe Miller? And we started talking. I'll never forget. Laura just kind of <laughs> sat there, didn't say a word in her seat. And Jeff's asking me all these questions. And when we landed in Chicago, I went to my Nashville gate. They went somewhere else and all of a sudden I grab what I think is my bag they're all black right they're all black yeah, and I haven't done this a lot where you can actually you know just get your bag in the gate area yeah. so I grab a black bag I'm walking to my gate and I get a call and it's Jeff he goes Jill this is Jeff I just met you on the airplane he goes do you have my bag I'm like, oh, no. And I look down, and sure enough, I do. And Jeff says, I'm pretty sure that my clothes would fit you, but I know your gowns wouldn't fit me. So <laughs> we met up and exchanged bags. And then a month later, I see Laura again at a John Maxwell conference. Yes, I uh, had just started getting into some speaking, and so I wanted to get certified in John Maxwell. And I was there with my friend Linda, who we had started doing some business coaching together, so learning some of the coaching pieces with John Maxwell. And so um, you knew Linda, though. Right, I knew Linda. And before we went to Orlando, Linda had reached out to me and said, hey, let's get together when we're in Orlando yeah. and make sure we have time to connect and Lo and behold, we met for dinner, and Laura was her friend with her. And I'm like, oh, wow. We looked at each other and said, I, we've met. Yeah, we met. We, we met on the plane yeah. when I stole your husband's bag. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that was an interesting story. So we started talking. And Laura, you had just started really entering mm -hmm. you know, the whole world of ministry and trying to get your sister's book published. Yeah. So I think that one thing we want to make sure everyone knows is no matter what you're doing, no matter what job you're doing, you are a minister right. through the work that you exactly. do. When We're all in ministry, right? every single yes, one of us. Absolutely. And so I was in human resource leadership uh, training and development for over 30 years. And I found myself in a situation where I was getting more and more into the ministry because my youngest sister, Sarah, who uh, passed away in 2011, had started a blog. Mm. So Sarah was very, very sick. Um, she, in college, was in a car accident. And that car accident spurred a dormant gene in her body. So sad. And it made that gene just kind of spread like wildfire. Mm -hmm. And uh, the she also had a leukopenia, which is an autoimmune disease. Right. And the hard part with ankylosing spondylitis is which it's is what not she was finally diagnosed, diagnosed with, with yes. is it's not easy to diagnose. Right. And so after 10 years oh. of doctoring back and forth and trying to figure out and them telling her it's in her head because they couldn't figure out what the heck was wrong with her. That's so sad. Yeah. So sad. You know, it's like when that diagnosis is put on the table, you don't want bad diagnoses. And at the same time, it's reality. And so you're just glad to be able to define yeah. it and maybe start doing some things right. to and make it And you're glad to have someone validate that I'm right. not crazy. There is yeah. something going on. Yeah. A hard journey in itself exactly. right there. Absolutely. And there were lots of different medicines that she could take when um, she was diagnosed that help slow down the progression and help with the pain. 
But every time, because of her leukopenia, she took the medicine, she would go into anaphylactic shock because she was allergic to them. Oh, my goodness. And then she eventually became allergic to the air around her. So she was confined to her home for the last three years of her life. Yeah. Can't imagine. We all kind of went through that in COVID. COVID, And I thought I was going to go crazy. Right. In three years, she couldn't even step outside. Right. She couldn't open a window. I mean, she was truly confined. Right. And that was obviously very difficult. And she went through some really, really hard times and questioning. Mm -hmm. And yet it was her time to really seek and cry out to God and find him in the midst of it as someone who she could rely on. Mm-hmm. And as you're talking, it reminds strength. me of David, how David cried mm, out to yes. God, like Psalm 13, how long, how long? Mm-hmm. And Sarah really had to go to that place that David did. Absolutely. Absolutely. And think about just any of the hard times you've gone through or right. that we've gone through. It really is about just seeking and knowing God and asking him for that power. And that's what she was able to do. And then she started a blog. Mm. So that was like her escape to the world, right? Right. She was confined to these four walls of her home. And this blog opened up to a nationwide world yeah, a million of people. followers. Yeah. So think that you can't do ministry right. because of some limitation. Oh, no, devil. We can, yeah. do, we can do ministry from anywhere. That's so cool. One million people. Yeah. Yeah. And it really blog. was her journey. So her journey of being able to make a choice in the midst mm-hmm. of that pain, right? Mm-hmm. So her the motto that she had was choose joy. Wow. But she always wow. said that the most important word isn't joy, but it's choose. So all that she went through, she still had a choice. Right. And she wanted to choose that joy over despair right. or being a victor over being a victim of what right. it was. Like right. she wanted to still have a purpose and make a difference in what God was calling her to do. Right. And I tell you what, when I heard that word choose, I'm like, that's it. Yeah. That is our ministry. That is what we're doing. Yep. So we got together after that meeting. We kind of took my butterfly is kind of the theme of my yep. ministry. And we took Sarah's handwriting for choose and combined them and yep. just Voila. started doing it. Yeah. And I'll never forget, Laura, because right before you went to the John Maxwell yep. conference, you had also been diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. You know, God does work in mysterious ways because I almost didn't go. And right. then we wouldn't have never had that meeting. Right. And so I was just diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And so I knew I was going to have a year of chemotherapy and radiation. And of course, I had my own questions. I was just starting to get into ministry. Right. So why, God, why I'm doing your work? You know, right. I had to work through that myself. But it was just such a blessing to meet you at that time time to help encourage and continue God's work, even in the midst of it all. Right. So we did it, you guys. We just started taking one step in front of the other, and we set up a conference in Carroll, Iowa. Iowa. Sarah had an aunt and some following there. So we went there. There were 50 ladies. Laura had been going through (laughs) chemo, had almost no hair. Her hair was starting to come back. And you were so brave. You oh, just did it you. with now a wig. She's like, I hate wigs. I'm <laughs> they were hot. doing it. They were hot. And God bless her. And then we did another couple around here. And we just started making the choice to be faithful. And God has grown it so much yes. from those days, yeah. from that Scooter's Coffee it's house so where fun. we first started dreaming. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. And so just thinking about, you know, we t- keep talking about godly choices, godly choices. So what does that really mean, making a right. godly choice, right? Because just like Sarah, she didn't have a choice in that disease coming right. to her. You know, there are bad things that happen to us that we don't have a choice in, right. but we do have a choice 
in how we respond. We do. Like, you know, we can't choose our family. We can't choose our race, our personality, what kind of environment we grow up in. And sometimes it's really hard. And we know a lot of you listening have hard Mm -hmm. stories. We know some of you have suffered horrendous abuse, neglect. You've got health issues like Sarah. You know, there's just so much hard in the world. Mm -hmm. But... We want to encourage you that it's how we respond to that hard that makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And we are excited to help you discover the power that we do have. We can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond and how we heal because God wants to give all of us, no matter what we've been through, this new life in Christ. And we know that, you know, in the end, the choices we make make us, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, yep. That's um, an important thing to remember because no matter what you do, when you choose a certain path, that is who you are. Those right. choices are who you are, are, whether it's in Christ or in the world, right? Exactly, yeah. and there's so many so many worldly choices. I mean, I'm j- I just got so fired up yes. when I heard that Sarah could choose mm-hmm. joy in the midst of such despair. Yeah. Reminds me of Paul and his letters that he wrote from right. prison and how he said, "I, you know, to die is um, Christ, to Christ is gain. You know, he's yeah. like all these encouraging words mm-hmm. in the midst of such hard circumstances. So we want to encourage you mm-hmm. to um, walk alongside us and learn these godly choices. Yeah. So you can probably hear in our voices how fired up we get we about are. this one we word are. choose, we right? Are. <laughs> but, you know, choice is a gift, right? God didn't want us to be Absolutely. robots. Mm-hmm. He made us with free will, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Right. But the problem is we have so many choices that we make every day. Yep. I'll never forget, Laura, I was in line. I went through the drive-thru at Subway. And nothing against Subway, but, you know, I'm trying to pick out my sandwich and the toppings and the dressings and what you want for a side and what you want for a drink. It was like, I swear it took me five minutes. Well, especially in a drive-thru, you can't see all the things. So you're just like... And you're looking at this screen and... (laughs) Hitting this, I'm like, it went on and on and on. I felt like it took me five minutes to Mm -hmm. order a turkey sandwich. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the problem. We get so many choices every Mm -hmm. day that we don't, that are small, but then there's really big ones. Mm -hmm. But we just have a lot of choices to make. Right. You know, when you talked about robots, when he gave us that free will to love, I think, or to choose, it's a lot of times looked at as a burden or a um, something that's really hard to do, mm-hmm. but it is something that is a gift to us, and it we need to open that gift. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he talked about being robots, he doesn't want us to lo- love him because he's told us to love right. him. You know, right. God's got a heart that truly wants to be loved right. by our own volition, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How beautiful is that? Yeah. You know, sometimes we're tempted, though, not to open up that gift mm-hmm. of choice, mm-hmm. right? Because maybe the choice is scary, mm-hmm. or sometimes we just choose to kind of keep doing the same thing over <laughs> and over. <laughs> like the definition of status quo is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And sometimes it's easy to get into that pattern. Yeah, and just keep going. Keep going. It reminds me of when I was in leadership training and development, we used to use the analogy of a hamster wheel. Mm. And that hamster gets on the wheel and he's trying to get somewhere. <laughs> he just keeps going and going. And he's not moving and anywhere, how often right? how do we do that in life? Like, I don't know why nothing's changing. Well, because you're doing the same, same thing, thing over, over and, and over. over. And you're spinning out of control, right? Yes, yes. But when you look at a hamster wheel, 
when you open it up and get it out of its circle, what's it look like? It's a ladder. It's a ladder. I yes. And so the choice comes when you straighten out that ladder, whether you're going to go up the ladder or whether you're going to go down mm-hmm. the ladder. Up is the godly choices. Yes. Down, down is, is the worldly, worldly choices. choices. So like Sarah, you can choose joy over despair or you being a victor over a victim. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like. Right. It's which, which way are you going to go up and down that ladder? Right. And, you know, the, the bad news of the whole choice thing is, you know, sometimes we make wrong choices. Yeah. We make bad it's choices. inevitable, right? We mm-hmm. do. We live in sin, right? We're always going to make mm-hmm. some bad choices from here till we go to heaven. But the good news is God's mercy covers every one of those Absolutely. bad choices. He doesn't always cover the consequences, however, right? We're still going to have consequences. And he still loves us. to walk those. Right, yeah. and we have to walk them and take responsibility that, for them, forgive as we have been forgiven, all those things. Mm-hmm. That's where our choice comes in. That's right. what we're responsible mm-hmm. for. And to believe in him, believe in that grace, believe right. in the fact that he will make things right. And the good news is, even though we make bad choices sometimes, is that we can move forward and make better choices. In we, that. Can. Yeah. we can. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we do that, we have freedom. We have this freedom to move on and make those good choices and fulfill what God's purpose is for us in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember you you talked about a story your pastor said when you yes. were going through yeah. your divorce. Yes, I went through a divorce also. And probably one of the biggest struggles for me was the fact that I felt God was really angry at me. Oh, I get and that. And disappointed. I did too. And, you know, you already feel that there's um, something wrong with me anyway, just because someone right. left you. And the, rejection and the rejection is overwhelming. And you yeah. feel that you transfer that rejection sometimes From to God. God. And yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. That's not from and God. And I'll just never forget, a friend of mine took me to the pastor and the one question that just hit the light bulb for me was, he said, Laura, is there anything your kids can do that would make you stop loving them? Of course not. And that's what I said. I said, absolutely no, not. My, yeah, they're, I have an unconditional yeah. love for my children. And he looked at me and said, your heavenly father has that same love for you. Right. And we just have to choose mm-hmm. to believe it. So there is good news mm-hmm. in choices because mm-hmm. we can always make better choices moving forward. Mm-hmm. We can choose to learn and grow from, from our that. past yep. and our mistakes and all that and grow. And the result is freedom. Yes. Like just freedom, mm-hmm. like less stress from those bad choices. We can fulfill God's purpose. Like Music was my purpose. I finally said yes to God. And it took a while, but when I said yes, God showed me the how. I had to be willing to move forward. And the more our life is built on those good, godly choices, the more freedom we're going to have. We're going to have joy and peace and all those things that we desire. So how do you make godly choices? When I think about the different times I've gone through, whether it was the breast cancer, the divorce, whatever it is, Oftentimes, our first reaction is to go ask everybody else right. what they think and what their opinions are and what we should do. And, mm-hmm. and what I realized during that process is when you do that, you get about as many <laughs> people telling you what they think as, you know, oh, you do the people, people you oh, see, right? Yeah. It's just like you, and then you get even more confused. Oh, and I was it, so overwhelmed oh, with yes. the choices, selling our house, buying furniture, getting a new place, uh, besides yeah. the kids and mm-hmm. schedules, it was overwhelming. Yeah, it really is. And that's really when I probably learned more than ever 
to dig into his living word oh, for, the, for the decisions. Yes. yes. Yeah, that, is, that is our best guide, is the Bible. It yeah. is living, as Laura said. It is alive. It speaks to you. Right. When you open its pages, words fly off the page into our hearts mm -hmm. in a new way when we need to hear them. And I just love how the Holy Spirit is always trying to whisper new truth into my heart when I read the Bible, when right. I open his word. And it's God's love letter. Yeah. That's it really is. what the Bible yeah. is. He loves us so much. And I want to acknowledge that when I first started doing that, it wasn't easy. Oh, no, like, it's intimidating. It's intimidating. And, you know, he uses so many parables and right. stories and examples that you have to kind of try to read into to understand where it's going. So I just want to acknowledge that that's not easy, but to not give up on right. continuing to go to his word and just asking the Holy Spirit to be with you when you're reading it. Because right. that's truly when you can feel or read something that's an aha for you and what right. you're going through in your life. You know, as yeah. you say that, I've started this little prayer. I just remembered this, that I do every time before I open my Bible. I just say, Father, open my heart, open my mind, open my spirit as mm -hmm. I open your holy word. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, his word tells us, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Mm -hmm. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. I love that. God is like, oh, that you would choose life. Yes. He's cheering us on. Yes. It reminds me of a book that we read in a mentoring group that I um, help with, and it's called The Cure. Mm. Some of you may great have read book. that, but it is a great book because it really goes through and explains that path to life yes. versus the path to death yes. and how... Look at right there. He's telling us to choose life. Right. And yes. he shows us how. He doesn't leave us mm -hmm. just figure this out on our, mm -hmm. on our own. It is our guideline. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's yes. our guide. Mm -hmm. One of the blocks for me to always making right choices is I let my feelings dictate oh, yeah. my decisions. Feelings aren't right or wrong. Right. There's, you Absolutely. Know, but we can't base decisions solely on our feelings. Yeah. And that's what I did for a while in my life. And it brought me to some bad mm -hmm. consequences. And the Bible tells us, you know, the heart is deceitfully wicked. We can't yeah. trust our feelings. So mm -hmm. sometimes we have to move. Like when I went through my divorce, mm -hmm. I didn't feel like forgiving right. my ex-husband. Oh, goodness, now you're hurt. No, I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. But God brought me a godly friend, and I knew I needed to because I knew I was going down a really, really bad negative. road, mm -hmm. negative road, and it wasn't what God wanted for me, but I didn't know how to do it. And mm -hmm. she said one simple thing to me. She said, Jill, all you need to do is make the decision to forgive, and God will do the rest. Yes. And you know what? That choice mm -hmm. changed me. I would not be sitting here today right. if I had not made the choice to not listen to my feelings and the hurt and the anger and all of that and instead choose forgiveness and believe that God could do that work in my heart. Because I think sometimes when you don't choose that forgiveness, that's where bitterness can just weave its ugly little head in there. Right. And That was a know. definite fork mm -hmm. in the road for mm -hmm. me. Am I going to choose life or am I going to choose death? And I knew I wanted life for me and for my two boys. Right. So I had to do that, and God did a miracle in my heart. Right. 
He did a miracle. My yeah. one of my sons is getting married next week, yes. and it's great. And yes. I, you know, it's mm-hmm. just it's awesome. Life yeah. is good. He knows what's best for us, and he we does. just need to trust what that is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think in these podcasts, that's what we want you to know, and want you to retune back in because we're going to talk about how to choose that path of life. Right. You know what? How do we? How do you do that when you're in the hardest of circumstances, and still be able to choose that path? Of life. Right. And that path of life transforms us, right, right Laura? Right. And our theme verse for Choose Ministry yes. is from Romans 12, 2. It says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. His mm-hmm. will His is will. good and pleasing mm-hmm. and perfect. And when we talk about transform, that's not just changing a little bit. Right. You know, transformation. to trains, change us from the inside out. Yeah, and that's really where I think of your butterfly. Yes, you know? absolutely. Transformed absolutely. from a caterpillar to be made, made new in God, yes. And God can do that in our lives, in every one of our mm-hmm. lives, no matter how far yes. down that wrong path we've gone, God can do that, and we can be made new. And that's what we're just so excited yes. to help give you some tools to do that. And we're going to have some really amazing guests. It's not just going to be Laura and I on the podcast. Our chat's going to be bigger. (laughs) It will be. And we're going to bring some other women in who have stories of victory. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have them share the choices they made along the way to get to 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 that place of victory Mm -hmm. or whatever it is God's been doing in their life. We're so excited. Yeah. So what can you expect from us? We are going to start out with two podcasts a month. Yes. And it may grow to more, but at this point, we're going to start with two podcasts each month. So please like and share and comment on our podcast so that we literally can get this out to the world. That's where we feel God's calling us to, is to really make a difference um, in the world. We're excited. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you'll tune in next time. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. We pray that you have been edified by listening to Two's podcast. We hope that our conversation has encouraged and equipped you on ways to make godly choices. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And thank you to those who walk alongside Choose Ministry financially. If you feel led to partner alongside us, you can check the link in our podcast description. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And I choose to.